Hey, welcome to the next mini episode, which is going to be a race recap of the most recent race, Bucking Hell 50K. So this race is out in the North Shore, where I run lots, but it is super gnarly. It's up and down a mountain called Mount Seymour. It was such an epically fun day. There was over 2,600 meters of elevation gain, which is over 8,000 feet of elevation. It traditionally used to start down at the ocean and run up the top of the mountain and then all the way down, but they swapped it this year. So you started at the resort and then you ran up to the very peak, back down, around and around, and then kind of up and down until ultimately back up to the resort. So loads of climbing, but the craziest part is that they saved the climbing, the climbing, it should have been a crime, the climbing for the end. So normally in a race, I start to get a bit excited. Well, it was mixed reviews because you're like, okay, I'm at 35K, I'm at 40K, you know you're almost done. But you also knew that in the last 10K, you had to climb over 1,000 meters, so over 3,000 feet. So it was this weird idea of being excited, but also knowing that the end was going to be a real grind. But I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, it started after you ran 5K up initially, over 1,000 feet. You ran all the way down. So kilometers 5 to 20 were just basically straight down, gnarly, gnarly, crazy technical trail and snow at the top. It was totally insane. But usually, if that's at the end, you're like, okay, great, let's make up time and just give her on this downhill. But in this race, you know you have to come back up. So do you destroy your quads and just see what happens? Do you try to conserve? I've done the race and I still couldn't tell you. I just decided to just give her shit and see what happens. So I've done this race with the swap route quite a few times. One time it absolutely ate me alive and I sprained my ankle 3K in. One, actually Andy was supposed to propose to me at the end of that race, but he knew I would be so angry that he waited till the next morning when I was limping around. And then one time I did okay, but I just wasn't quite running as well as I could have and ended up coming in fourth. And this time I just said, I'm going to go hard out from the gate and see what happens. And we got to the start line and I was totally doing that comparison trap where you see other people that look really, really fast. And I was totally in my head about it. And we started running and my kind of strength of as a runner is to run uphill and they looked very strong on the climb. So I was trying to just think, okay, run my own race and see how it goes. So we start running up and we get to the snow. And this is where, I guess being a local really helped because I could see that the other strong females were a little bit uncertain about how to run in the snow. And it's not like nice snow, it is summer slushy slippery stuff. And I felt very comfortable in that because we run in that a lot and a lot of boot skiing. So the way down from the very peak, I just boot skied down and it was so much fun. And I think that is why I did get to end up uh, coming in first for females because that's where I could make some distance. And then the rest of the race, we just all, I think, ran pretty steady in the top, top three to five-ish women. So that was kind of a fun way to start, to go from being kind of demoralized to realizing that if I could take advantage of the stupid conditions, that that would go in my favor. 
went by the first aid station and then you go down this crazy technical hill, technical hill, technical mountain, but such beautiful, epic terrain. I mean, if you want to see pictures of it, head over to my Instagram at hillsport55. The photos are up. I've put them up there. They do such a good job of finding really, really fun trails to run both up and down as well as uh, flag them well, have the best volunteers. This was a Coast Mountain Trail race. I highly recommend them. Just bananas rugged terrain. This, this route also used to be 48-ish K, which was always a pleasant surprise. And this year it ran a little bit long. I think the consistency was 53, 54K, uh, which is fine. I mean, you just get your money's worth. But when you are counting down the kilometers in the end, trying to go hard, and then you get those bonus ones, it can be a real challenge. But it just adds to the vibe. And the whole vibe of this race is so fun because there's also a relay that you can do. So you start going and then the relay people go behind you and then there's also a 35K option. So you get to find people of all sorts of skill and all sorts of experience running the different distances because the paths, the paths, the routes mix and match and run into each other. So part of... The run then is around this, uh, quotations runnable bit, uh, at like 25K. That was a bit demoralizing because you are so tired and you're like, I can't actually run now and I have the opportunity to make up pace, but I don't know if I can. But it was a really good opportunity to have some kilometers go a little bit faster than they were going to on the way back up. Now, I love a good climb, but it was hot and the aid stations were awesome but when you're going straight up it does take some time so I did know they were going to be far away from each other and in hindsight I probably didn't have enough water I just tried to blow through aid stations and I sort of knew there were some possible creek crossings that maybe wouldn't be dried out yet and I got really lucky and was able to dunk my head and fill up water straight from the mountain a couple of times otherwise I don't think I would have survived I ate a lot more in this race than I normally would. So race starts at seven. I live about an hour away. I tried to get there. I thought I was going to be way early. I had to pick up my pack and I just kind of drove there in my pajamas and I ended up like right at the start line, right at the right time. I don't know how I did that, but I like to get up really early and have coffee and just sort of like let everything settle. And I ate breakfast a little bit earlier than I normally do. Maybe it was two and a half hours before the race. I don't know. I, but I don't have a big breakfast. I have a piece of toast with peanut butter and a banana and just sort of top up. But the beginning of the race, maybe the difficulty of climbing up the snow and all the people and the adrenaline, I was just crushing through calories in my body. I could feel it. So I usually take in about 200 an hour, which maybe isn't quite enough, but it usually feels pretty good for me. And I was hungry, like stomach grumbling hungry and a little bit dizzy at the beginning. And I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to be able to eat enough to get over that feeling without feeling sick. But I had this random pack of squirrel's nut butter, which is really, really dense and got some fats, which is harder to digest while you're running, but also kind of more satiating. And I think it was 200 calories in that one thing. And about two hours in, I was able to get that down. And I think that saved me because it sort of stabilized everything. And instead of just taking in more sugars and giving myself more of like a rush, I kind of let everything settle and felt more baseline and then started taking in a mixture of gels and gummies. I went all, went a lot of sports nutrition sugar on this run, which again, I don't normally do, but because of the heat, I thought I needed 
electrolytes. I also took a salt tab every hour. It wasn't smoking hot, but it was hot enough that I think that was really helpful. I had no cramping. My legs felt absolutely great. As I usually do, I put a bunch of diaper cream on my feet and then I had toe socks on. And that really helped. I know my parents were saying people that crossed the finish line looked like their feet were in a lot of pain just because of the rubbing of the straight up and down. And I felt, uh, again, really good with that, especially knowing our feet would get wet at the beginning with the snow and then you have to deal with it all day. So uh, lube up your feet before you go. Big tip. So yeah, I think I averaged about 300 calories an hour and I was stoked on that and it felt great. It's three days later and I'm still hungry. I sort of thought that the post-race hunger wouldn't be as bad because I took so many calories in and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I was super, super hungry. Now I've never, I've run, won some long races and a couple of short ones. I've never won a 50K because I just didn't think I was quite uh, fast enough for that distance. And in a running 50K, I'm probably not. But in a good climbing one, it really just sort of suited my things that I like to do. So uh, I was really, really excited about that, actually. And it was confusing because I knew we had a climb to come. And I knew second and third were probably close behind me. So it was this mental struggle of, do I push or do I pace? And I know it's a little, we knew the course was going to be a little bit long, but we don't know how long. So it was a really, and to push, I mean, if you're on like some of the climbs, you have to go all fours, right? So to push faster, you really have to put your expenditure out quite significantly. So there was definitely a lot of wondering in my own brain, am I working hard enough? And to be totally honest with you, the next day, I sort of thought maybe I didn't in the last 10K and I wish that I had kind of gone all out. Um... But on the flip side, I knew that if I kept a hard, steady pace, that it was going to be really hard to put enough for anybody to put in an, enough speed on terrain like that to catch me. So I just kept pushing hard knowing that what if this ends up being 58K and I run out of food and water, at least I won't totally bonk. So I guess playing it smart was okay. I just wanted that feeling of total exhaustion at the end. Uh, and it was fine because I actually did get it a couple of days later. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it totally is funny in ultras. It is such a mental side too, which I think is what I really like. And it's amazing how fast 50Ks go now. I remember the first one I did thinking it was absolutely the longest, most crazy adventure. And I think I was out there for eight hours. The Again, the terrain here, the part of it is that you can be on the same mile for so fucking long because the terrain is so bananas that you just aren't getting anywhere fast. And that feeling is so hard. And now like six or seven hours feels quite fast, not as a fast runner, but it goes by fast comparative to like a hundred or something. So it's so interesting how your perspective changes on, on all of these things. I mean, I'm sure you've all experienced that because the first time you do a 5k race, you think it's bananas and then you sign up for a half marathon and suddenly 5k doesn't seem like that much. Yes, they're all hard in their own way because you have to run faster, but I think it just shows you how much of this game is mental. It was really fun. I spoke to a lot of really awesome people. I wish I had more exciting things to say, but when the race comes together well for you, it's just not as exciting as if there was some sort of crazy thing that went wrong that you had to fix. 
So I've had two races this year where I felt quite fit going into them. And I ended up, one of them I thought that I was just nervous and I was starting to get COVID. And that was the hardest crazy thing ever. I was in bed immediately after the race for two weeks. But I never would have known because there was no cold symptoms at all. It just felt like literally stomach nerves. And then another one where I thought I should be over it and I wasn't and I had to drop out. And then the marathon was okay, but it wasn't perfect. So it was really, really fun to just have a hard race where everything came and worked out. And it a bit of it is luck because you can only control the things that you can control, but then there is so much else, whether or not, you know, the volunteers are good, the aid stations are good, the flagging of the course is good. I mean, those aren't the end all be all, but all these things add up that if they're just, you can't worry about them, but if they're done well, it just makes the day go much so much easier, that your stomach feels good, that taper went well, that nothing's chafing and just nothing kind of out of the ordinary happens. So I wish that I could say, that there was something, some sort of bear. Well, I guess there was a bear, I didn't see him. It was just a good fun day and I am just really excited and I'm still kind of living off that high and now I'm super stoked to do WAM 100 and I won't be able to train as well for that one because we're gonna be in Europe, but I love this sport and I definitely walked away from that race feeling just super grateful for everybody that I trained with and everybody that met on the trails and all of these new young fast people coming up that are pushing us to stay fast and stay working and um, thankful that these mountains live near us. So if you want a super hard, rugged 50K, one that will just adventure you to death, uh, I suggest Buck and Hell. And go to my Instagram again to check out the pictures, Hillsport 55. You will not be disappointed. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you for listening.